sermon by the Reverend Hannah Higginson, based on readings from Mark chapter 13, verses 24 to 37, and Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 to 9. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we begin the season of Advent, a season of hope and expectation. And I wonder how that makes you feel. Advent is about looking forward, about getting ready, about eager anticipation and hopefulness. In these challenging times, I wonder how you feel when you look to the future. Let's just take a moment to dwell on that question. How do I feel when I look to the future? Perhaps you're feeling anxious with a sense of trepidation. There is a long winter ahead with long dark nights and loneliness and isolation will be very real for many of us. Perhaps you are feeling hopeful. The news has been full of talk of a COVID vaccine Talk of restrictions being lifted for Christmas. Talk of much better times to come in the spring. A possible return to normality even. But maybe you're worried. Worried about some of the long-term impacts of this pandemic. Economic, social, educational. When we think about the future, we are probably all too aware that hard times lay ahead. But hopefully we can also see light at the end of the tunnel. There is much to be hopeful about. I was reading this week about the difference in perspective from an adult to a child or young person and how for children especially this year has been so tough because they struggle to see beyond the present difficulties. I guess it's something that you develop as you grow up. But it can be very hard for children to see a bright, hopeful future in the midst of darkness. The chief executive of Bernardo's said about the spring lockdown, the lockdown has felt like a lifetime for children and young people. Six months in the life of a child is a long time. And even now, of course, we are still a way off getting back to what children and adults might call normal. How do we feel when we look to the future? We will all have our own thoughts on that question. Today's Gospel passage is all about how the way in which we regard our future impacts our present. The start of this Advent sees us turn in our church services primarily to the Gospel of Mark. Mark is quite a short Gospel. It's fast paced. It's to the point, it's thought to have been the first one written of the four Gospels, with Matthew and Luke using Mark as a source. One of its main themes is the ignorance of Jesus' disciples in the midst of Jesus' divine activity, which doesn't really paint them in a very favourable light. Today's reading comes from chapter 13, which is quite a random chapter, really. It breaks somewhat from the narrative, and it has an apocalyptic slant. 
scholars have observed that actually this chapter tells us a lot about the situation for which the gospel was first written. And that is to a people in crisis, a group of Jewish Christians who have just witnessed the destruction of the temple, the hub and centre of their religion. The temple in Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD and it marked a catastrophe for Jews and Christians as it was a real tangible sign of God's presence. It was destroyed following a Jewish uprising by the Roman authorities and with it came many deaths and mass exodus from the city. The style of writing in Mark chapter 13 found elsewhere in the Bible in books such as Ezekiel and Revelation is apocalyptic so it casts a heavenly perspective on an earthly crisis. It looks to speak divine reassurance into the midst of struggle and difficulty. For those early Christians, although they had found faith in Jesus, their Jewish roots remained part of who they were and foundational to their faith. Losing the temple and witnessing the death of so many Jews would have thrown them into a desperate situation of fear and confusion. Their future was fragile, uncertain. In fact, it might well be that as we read this passage, we can take some comfort from the words that were first offered to them, binding ourselves as we do with a similarly uncertain and fragile future. We may not have witnessed the destruction of our church building, but over the course of this year, we've been forced to reimagine what it means to worship and to call ourselves church without being able to meet physically. And although we hope once again to return to worshipping together next week, there are many for whom this is not possible and something that they do not feel safe doing. It has been observed that there appear to be two parallel tracks running through this, this section of Mark's Gospel. One which, in looking to the future, pushes the point that the end is near. Jesus will return any minute. Quote, he is at the very gates. This generation will not pass away until all this has taken place. And then another track, which is more vague and uncertain, and implies the need for believers to dig in and to be faithful for the long haul. Quote, Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. No one knows. These two tracks may seem contradictory, and some have suggested that Mark here has combined two conflicting sources. But I think that we need both of them as we look to the future. So on the one hand, none of us know when Jesus will return. Christians have been waiting a while now. And maybe we can take some comfort from today's Isaiah passage, which demonstrates that God works for those who wait for him and shows us that not only is God worth waiting for, but God does not do things quickly. God reserves that right to keep us waiting. 
And us being told to wait should not be confused with God abandoning his people. No, God tells us simply to wait and to be ready. That Isaiah passage finishes with the people calling for God to remember them. Yet perhaps it's not God who needs to remember, but they, the people, who need to remember God's faithfulness. So none of us know when Jesus will return. And yet, on the other hand, we are assured in no uncertain terms that he will. Here is some certainty in the face of all uncertainty that Jesus will return. So what does this mean for us today as we look to our own future, perhaps with uncertainty, anxiety, fearfulness, and maybe a bit of hope? Well, the Bible is full of God's promises, which can provide us with some certainty and hope in the midst of a crisis. Most powerful here is the promise of Jesus's presence with us and of Jesus's return. He is near, we read, at the very gates. Knowing that Jesus is with us by his spirit and also that one day he will return to bring about his reign of justice and peace. That is a call for hope in the midst of dark times. These promises allow us, as they did those Christians in crisis 2000 years ago, to live in the here and now with some sense of certainty and security and to look forward with hope to all that God is doing in the world.